thank you, Dr. Sitharamu, for meeting with me today to talk about this important subject. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? I'm Nagashri Sitharamu, a professor in the Division of Hematology and Medical Oncology in the De Department of Medicine at Hofstra Northville Health. I'm the system lead for head and neck and thoracic medical oncology, and um, I specialize in head and neck and thoracic malignancies. And thank you again for being here today. What we're going to talk about today is uh, exercise and cancer. So first question I wanted to ask you is why is exercise a crucial factor in the cancer treatment process? So exercise has many advantages to it. Um, so um, a lot of times, I mean, we are seeing uh, patients um, have wonderful outcomes with uh, with the current diagnostics and new therapeutics. Patients are living longer. Uh, but then um, sometimes it comes with the cost of, you know, affecting their quality of life. So um, on the one hand, we have uh, the disease itself causing a lot of symptoms. And then on the other hand, we have their treatments that can cause significant side effects. So, and some of the more commonly reported um, symptoms include um, loss of muscle mass, um, fatigue, uh, neuropathy, um, and and a you know um, inability to function or affecting quality of life. Um, so for all of these, exercise can be a solution, and um, and it is a crucial factor based on several retrospective studies as well as um, several prospective studies. In fact, there have been randomized studies in different types of cancer showing that uh, having patients in a rigorous or in a structured um, exercise program can improve outcomes, um, can improve adherence to planned treatment, uh, can minimize side effects and improve survival. I know you started to touch a bit on how exercise habits affect the cancer, but if you would like to um, just touch on that a bit more on how exercise habits affect an individual's cancer and potentially can regular exercise uh, prevent or decrease one's likelihood of developing a cancer. So studies have shown that patients who maintain an active level of um, active exercise and maintain an active lifestyle tend to do better in terms of uh, how they respond to treatments and how um, they're able to tolerate treatments. But then um, cancer patients are also at risk for developing other cancers or other conditions um, that, um, that many of us are, but particularly cancer patients, because of the types of treatments that they receive, they could be at risk for having, let's say, a cardiovascular event in the future or a pulmonary event in the future. So being involved in an exercise program uh, not only helps them with their, you know, with their current cancer diagnosis and treatment, but also uh, in the future um, by decreasing the risk of developing another cancer, for example, or developing another condition uh, that may be an offshoot of some of the treatments that they're receiving. Well, the next question that I have for you is, um, is there any form of exercise that you've noticed that has a better outcome in terms of managing the cancer that you recommend patients try? And um, are there different forms of exercise that are better for different cancers? Um, so each one of the, the um, types of exercises that you mentioned here has shown, but they're not being compared head to head. 
But it depends on what the patient is comfortable with. Any type of these activities, um, you know, would be helpful. Keeping an active level of um, activity, you know, being active during treatment is, is something that is extremely important. Uh, for many patients, I mean, it, you know, you need to do it um, with instruction. So kind of doing it on, on your own perhaps might be difficult with some, some of these. For example, the aerobic exercises or yoga, you need a trainer. Uh, you need to be able to, um, to tailor it to, to your individual needs or what you're capable of. So for us, um, you know, what we are looking at here is, um, you know, individualized program for patients, you know, uh, not just uh, prescribing the same exercise for every patient, but kind of individualizing it based on what they can tolerate, what would be beneficial for them, and um, what um, might make the most uh, meaningful impact for, for these patients. So for that, I think involvement of physiatry or uh, physical medicine and rehabilitation is important. For example, a simple example, you know, um, uh, an exercise, you know, walking exercise may be great for patients. However, patients who have severe neuropathy may not be able to, to um, do this and they may have to do it in a very graded, careful fashion. So just prescribing the same exercise for everyone may, might not be, um, might not be uh, the best way. And as such, each one of these have their merits, but it has to be taken in the context of um, an individual patient. Going forward, I guess, a bit with the recovery process, uh, how can exercise help with the recovery process in uh, survivorship? Yeah, that's a huge thing. We are seeing more and more survivors enter. Um, you know, that that's great news because, um, you know, we have patients surviving lung cancer or, you know, in my, that that's what I do, lung and head and neck cancers. Um, but then they are going through, um, I mean, we want them to, to actually thrive, not just live. So for that reason, it is important to, uh, to be active and be able to uh, completely go back to uh, an active lifestyle. Um, but it may, may have to be a slow graded process. Um, the studies have shown that recovery process can be much quicker if patients are involved in an exercise program. Um, just taking the example of lung cancer patients, so a pulmonary rehabilitation may be extremely helpful for patients to get back to, um, uh, you know, um, get back to an active lifestyle, um, get, you know, um, get away from the support of oxygen if they uh, have required it after surgery and and also be able to tolerate additional treatments that we sometimes recommend after surgery. So um, yeah, that's just one example, but in general, a recovery process um, exercise is an integral part of recovery process. Um, almost every patient does that to some extent, um, but we can always guide them and try to make it as seamless as possible. It should be a part of a prescribed plan for survivorship. Last question that I had for you is, uh, do you have any advice for how to encourage cancer patients to exercise and maintain a regular exercise routine? Yeah. So I think the first thing is to capture where they're at, uh, what they're actually doing. Um, and then, um, I mean, I'm, I might not, I mean, I'm not an expert by any means in giving them, a, a, you know, um, a, a instruction on a particular exercise type or, um, 
But however, I do have um, colleagues who are experts in this. So just maintaining that multidisciplinary uh, interaction is extremely important. Uh, I do refer a lot of my patients to um, PMNR, physical medicine rehabilitation, so they can make a proper assessment and advise patients. So, so the first step is to assess where patients are at. The next step is to get them um, engaged in a discussion. Um, and the third step is, you know, uh, when they are motivated, I think in, uh, immediately after surgery or when they are diagnosed with something, that's the best time to, um, you know, it's a window of opportunities, the best timing for any type of lifestyle changes, whether it be smoking cessation or getting into a very active exercise routine, that's the best time that patients are receptive to suggestions. Uh, using that um, or, you know, kind of, um, you know, utilizing that opportunity, we can make, you know, um, suggestions and recommendations and refer patients to appropriate experts so that they can get engaged in a particular program. We're also trying to come up with uh, virtual programs for patients who are, um, you know, logistically challenged, you know, like an in-person exercise program might be difficult for a lot of people, but um, perhaps they can get engaged in a virtual program in the comforts of their home. Uh, under the guidance of somebody who can guide them through this. So that's something that we are looking at. Um, so those are a few things that we are doing. You know, um, this is something that I'm actively in, uh, you know, capturing in my electronic medical records as to what type of activity they're doing. Um, and then um, how receptive they are to um, any type of suggestion and actively making referrals um, to individuals who can help them. Thank you so much, Dr. Sitharamu, for your insights and your expertise on this topic. Thank you. Thanks so much for engaging me in this opportunity.